Hi-ho, wee-wee. There we go. Uh, how's it going? Happy Monday. What's up, Federico? What's up, anime? Drag that over here. Drag this here. Boom, boom, boom. All right, here we go. Let's get some stories right off the bat with... Get ready for store one. Here we go. Poll for story one coming up right now. Uh, we got Neil Bean, Tommy Wiseau, and Mustard Mike. I think there's a theme, except for Mustard Mike, who I presume also makes movies. His Mustard films, ironically, the highest produced $100 million budget. Oh no. I gotta filibuster more time at the top so people have time t to talk or to see the stupid pre roll ads. Or I need like a bot that like will post all the stories to chat so you can see right away. Mm, I don't know. Oh, and here we go. First off. Oops, forgot to show the poll. C's in the lead. B's not far behind. People want to see that Mustard Mike? And Mustard Mike wins! His films are bold and shot entirely in Mustard Vision. That that would be a choice. Shoot it all like... Um, uh, the Wizard of Oz in the before times where it's all tan what's up prince i voted c because because it reminds me of crab lanty what what is that chalktober all right here we go uh this story is by but hubble thank you hubble these were all good prompts yeah i know it's getting harder and harder every day to choose uh, but thank you, Hubble, for this first one. You are Mustard Mike. You eat so much mustard that one day you wake up and realize that your whole body has turned into mustard. Hey, what's up, JoJo Fantango? You scream in horror. Then remember what will happen to the world if you do not go on a quest for the holy mustard. Whoa! A full-size bottle of ketchup will cure your condition provided it is less than two weeks old. All right, we're going on the quest for the holy mustard. Thank you, Mustard Mike. Well, uh, yeah, you, you go to the grocery store and apply ketchup to your wounds. Where's ketchup, Christine? Oh, uh, yeah. Ketchup tastes good, but doesn't really help with the mustard problem. Love and there's it. no time to make another trip to the store. The only other thing that might work is pickles. Pickling has been known to reduce the size of some foods. What? I guess pickling does shrink it a little bit, right? Actually, wouldn't it soak up stuff so it gets bigger? Hmm, something's not adding up here in this condiment world. Buy high-quality artisan pickles, yeah. You know, there is only one place to get pickles in this town. You must make a harrowing journey to the accursed... The accursed... Farmer's Market. For some artisanal pickles. <laughs> you leave home and travel west to the cursed farmer's market, a small farm where farmers bring their produce every morning to be cursed by the local cult. This is an awful place. People live on the street and sell everything from bootleg video games to stolen car parts. 
hey, this is kind of not okay. That's fine. They're just making a living. I would buy bootleg video games and stolen car parts. It's run by the local voodoo cult. You know, there's one in every town. You just don't know. Uh, they're just not very uh, well known. Sounds like the Rust Belt. <laughs> yeah, the Rust Belt in Ferndale. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. All your bootleg video games and stolen car parts. You notice something that catches your eye. A jar of granny cream. Time to get some granny cream. A fine vintage, but you don't have oh. any money to pay for it. Oh. This is the curse of living in this cursed city. <laughs> poor. The old farmer, however, the poor. has taken pity on you and offers you a job tending to his field. Yeah. Uh, the old farmer is Tony. A guy who stole all the pickles in town. You figure... If you do a good job, maybe he will give you some of his pickle hoard. Hoard? Hoard? Are they advertised as stolen? Great question. Your job is simple. Plant, tend to, and harvest the crop of the field. The old farmer, however keeps putting you under spells and curses so that the crops die before they can be harvested. Well, it seems like he's really stabbing himself in the back. And thank you, Jojo, for Danish. Um, really, you know, it's kind of making us not able to complete the quest, but he's also destroying, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crops. So... <laughs> Nobody wants to raid the lair of the pickle dragon. It's the smell, yeah. Uh, big vinegar smell. Maybe, oh, you know what? Companionship is possible. It's possible that all we had to do... Uh, let's do Danish... Danish D. Uh... Let's see. You try to make friends with the old farmer, Tony. Gotta get some Danish tea. Yummy, yummy, yummy Danish tea. Tony likes to eat children and drive their parents insane. Tony! <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking t-shirt with <laughs> Tony's face on it. You just want to work and get some pickles. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Tony. The AI is throwing some shade while you're not here. Tony likes to eat children and drive their parents insane. Yeah, I'm sure they... The old farmer refuses to give you any of the pickles in exchange for your work and tells Damn. you that his wife used to steal them in the past but stopped after she died. But you're stealing them. Is this like a... A psycho situation where he's dressing up like his wife and stealing the pickles. That's Tony. My kids are all dead. And Tony's fault. I'm going insane. <laughs> you know, all those parents going insane by slapping their child's photo on a milk carton. So insane. You realize the only way to get a pickle is to steal. You wait until the middle of the night and break into Farmer Tony's barn to steal a pickle. I know where he keeps them. As you go through the farmer's barn, you notice that it looks like a normal farmhouse with a living room, kitchen, a few bedrooms, and a bathroom. 
There is nothing weird about this. You're making me think there's something very weird about this. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Hubble. Perfect. But then you hear a voice. You go to the table. You go to the table. And see Pickle Rick. Hey, Pickle Rick. Move the painting in the living room, yeah. I gotta find all the jewels and any statues that I gotta turn them and see if there's a Resident Evil-style puzzle going on here. Pickle Rick looks like the love child of an apple and a pickle. <laughs> okay. Pickle Rick, howdy neighbor. I've been expecting you. My name is Pickle Rick. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta next it, right? And my father, a very well-respected pickle farmer from a long line of pickle farmers, had the most wonderful idea one day. He decided to plant a field of pickles, and to make sure it grew and flourished, he made me a little planter. Uh, you say, but why are you, but how... Did you become a pickle? Or, oh, you know what? Let's recruit him. Let's not. We know he's a pickle. You ask uh, Pickle Rick to help you on your quest for the holy mustard. Oh no! Pickle Rick, what's your favorite pickle? Pickle Rick takes a bite out of you and you scream. Pickle Rick, ah, so you want to be cured of your mustache? <laughs> what's your favorite pickle? My favorite pickle is you! Oh, Pickle Rick, ouch, that hurt! Well, I can't do that. Just close your eyes and follow my lead. You see Pickle Rico's arms growing larger and larger. In no time at all, they are the size of tree trunks, what? and Pickle Rick is able to pick up the entire barn and move it into the... What? The pickle farm had the brilliant idea of farming pickles. I mean, you gotta grow the cucumbers first. Farmer's house. Whoa, no. He took the entire barn and threw it on top of the farmer's house. Now then, open your eyes. We must put this planter here and tend it to get a good crop. Pickle Rick plops the barn on the table. <laughs> I'm imagining a tiny pickle man with Godzilla arms. Same here. I I imagine they're really buff too. I imagine we got some Trogdor Bernadator arms here. <laughs> You notice Pickle Rick wants you to remove Farmer Tony's eyes and replace them with cucumbers. You resist at first, but then realize that Pickle Rick is right. This is how he made his pickles. <laughs> yep. Uh, human picklification. Pickle Rick then goes about planting the pickles around the barn. You are overwhelmed by Pickle Rick's law for pickles and agree to help him grow a bumper. Grow a bumper? What is this? What's a bumper? Crop. A bumper crop. You realize Pickle Rick has planted hundreds of cucumbers in the barn and that he's going to need help harvesting Tim. Okay. You take over the task of picking the cucumbers. They taste like dirt but are strangely satisfying. <laughs> Don't be caught eating the merchandise. Uh... 
The isolation's really got to him since 2016. Yeah. What is going on? Mm. Pickle Rick catches you eating the crops. A bumper crop is one that's growing really... Oh, so it's a real term? Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess, right? A pickle rick catches you eating the cucumbers. And... Attacks. Pickle Rick, don't eat my pickles. They're for the farm. Wow. Uh, I want more attack. That's more of a command. Pickle Rick, stop eating my pickles or else. Pickle Rick punches you and breaks your pickle jar, spraying you with mustard. Oh! You look up and see a man wearing an apron, a top hat, and carrying a knife standing over Pickle Rick. Now I think this is becoming very goosebumps, yeah. The man is none other than chef dot dot dot. Leo, the famous pickle tester for the king. Oh. Chef Leo, and who might you be? Oh, sorry about that, you say. My name is Pickle Rick, and I just came here to steal the holy mustard. Ah. You and Chef Leo team up to wrestle the holy mustard out of Pickle Rick's hands. Pickle Rick's big arms. Pickle Rick hands. Mm, there's a threat. Oh! Pickle Rick, he knew it. That was no mustard. It was Pickle Rick mustard. Ah. Chef Leo, why would you do such a thing? You've corrupted the holy mustard. Oh, I love that. You've corrupted the holy mustard. I pick a rick. You feel the pickle rick mustard. Enter your body and begin to corrupt you. Your mind is overwhelmed with strange thoughts and you turn into something horrible. Oh, okay, here we go. You turn into something horrible. What is it? Oh, yeah, you feel you feel the... Pu Thank you. Thank you, Chocktober. I pickle Rick Mustard! <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. A pickle monster. Your transformation ends as quickly as it began when Chef Leo stabs you with his knife, sending you back to normal. Pickle Rick escapes. And you thank Chef Leo for saving your life. Chef Leo tells you that there is one more source of holy mustard. Inside of Oh well The King's stomach. Pickle Rick must have eaten it while he was in the palace. What? Chef Leo, come on, let's go after the pickle thief. You and Chef Leo enter the king's stomach where Chef Leo claims that the pickle thief must be hidden. Okay, we magic school bus shrink down and go inside the, the king. 
<laughs> it's like a new dungeon. It's like Jabba Jabu. You notice the king's stomach is full of monsters. All kinds of pickles, carrots, and onions that are all bigger than you are and have sharp teeth and claws. Oh, you're making a stew. A giant pickle monster attacks you, but Chef Leo saves you by stabbing the monster with his knife, killing it. Aha! Then you see it. Glowing on a... A... A big... Pickle slice. The, the holy mustard. A jar of the holy mustard. You rush to open it and slather yourself in it. The one weakness of pickles, knives, yeah. <laughs> Not very tough. Thank you, Chef Leo, you say. You are a true friend. Now we can find the holy mustard and sail the pickle people. Okay. I'm glad Chef Leo's on our side. He's fucking badass. With the holy mustard, you defeat the giant pickle monster and capture the pickle thief, Pickle Rick. Ah. The moral of the story. <laughs> Always be wary of pickles, okay. Pickle Rick is not the pickle you want to trust. Yeah, I don't. Pickle Rick, that wasn't take my fault. He had to steal the pickle thieves from the king. He was going to eat him. I don't care, Pickle Rick. That's it's not okay. It's just not okay, Pickle Rick. Uh, okay. Here we go. Story two coming up. One second. You might find yourself reading story two and ask yourself, how did I get here? What story do you want to see? A, B, or C? Here we go. Poll going up again. I just don't know what the holy mustard did. I mean, I guess it just tasted good. It's like Grey Poupon. It's just like, you just don't see it that often. But it's not done that special. That stupid commercial. Do you have any Grey Poupon? That's one way to deal with pickle steves. Just steal the steves, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, anime. Uh, lots of votes for B. People want to see Tommy Wiseau. I also want to see Neil Bean, though. Either one of those. But I think it's overwhelming demand for Tommy. Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Uh, will that guy ever make a another... Like, I think, like, he's too cognizant of it, but... Damn. And Tim and Eric tried to, like, have him make a movie, but he was like, no, you make the movie. And they're like, no, that's not the plan. We want you to have control over everything. He just didn't get it. Uh, B has won. This is a prompt by... Da -da 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 -da. Misha. Thank you, Misha. Tommy made another one. It wasn't as good. He made the neighbors thing. Did he make another movie though? Um, you are Tommy Wiseau, a misunderstood genius filmmaker who has been trying for years to make a film better than your directorial debut film, The Room. Directorial? Hold on, will you? Uh, one day, Jason and Tony send you a script about for a film about an adult adopting someone older than them. 
Tommy Wiseau was in a film called Best Friends. What? I guess. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, instant star power. <laughs> just having it be. Ha ha, that's so funny. Just have that. Give him that one line and that's all you need. And a lot more people would go to see it. Because right now, I'm interested to see Best Friends. Even if he only has one line. I just want to see that one scene. You immediately get excited about the idea of directing such a film. Okay. Before long you decide to use the production company owned by Jason and Tony. To help your cast in this difficult project, you hire an actor named Vince Vaughn, and then later you find an actress named Juliette Danielle. I know Vince Vaughn, I don't know Juliette Danielle, but I imagine I would know her face if she is real at all. Well, it sounds like we're off to the races here. Events Vaughn. Uh, immediately agrees. To star in the project. But has some questions. About the legality of a younger person being adopted by an older person. You tell them, stop being so silly, haha. After a few phone calls, it's agreed that all the actors involved will be treated as independent contractors on a contract, so they have no legal rights as employees or as family members. Well. You then decide to work with a production company owned by Jason and Tony to make this movie possible. Yeah, just sign over your legal rights so you're not even human. <laughs> I don't think you could do that. Vince Vaughn will do any movie that pays him, I believe that. You find a pile of expensive expensive birthday presents that Jason threw away. Oh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. A life-sized doll of Marilyn Monroe, a large stuffed animal, and a neon sign wedding party <laughs> all the time. Yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, that's like Carl from Aquatine presence there. After a couple of hours of intense debate, the three of you managed to come up with a plan to deal with the situation. Okay. Life-size doll of Marilyn Monroe. I don't like how it said doll. I don't like the implication. A large stuffed animal. Just weird. And a neon sign reading party all the time makes it all okay. Was that all from the same house? Yeah, you bet. These are all the things I asked for. Eddie Murphy is doing the soundtrack for the movie. Uh, that doesn't make it any better anime if it's a giant Barbie doll. You explain the plot of the movie. Oh, here we go. The boy grows up feeling abandoned and rejected by his father, okay. who was once a famous boxer but had become increasingly depressed because of a brain injury from a boxing match. Uh -huh. The boy begins to develop a friendship with the older man and sees him through some of the toughest teams in his life until the two. Oh, I love this. It's generating a movie script. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why did it go there? Eventually in up together romantically. You promise to give each of them their own private moments where they can be on screen together. But this is about him adopting him eventually, right? Yeah. What's the what's your point? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so gross. With some reluctance, Vincent agrees to be in the film. He also makes a strange request. He asks to play both parts of the older boxer character and you. Okay, uh, Vince Vaughn, if I'm going to be fucking someone, I want to fuck myself. 
Yeah, Vince, you're making that very and you hold on. Wait, wait, and you agree? Yeah, there you go. Agree. Jason is thrilled to work with such a huge star. Wow, Vince you know, Vaughan. Vince. He says he has been a fan of me since The Outsiders. Was he in that? He can't believe we are working together. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll say that to any celebrity I meet. I just loved you in The Outsiders. Uh, thank you. And they, they, they're just like, it makes them like think, who does he think I am? <laughs> what person is just drive them nuts? <laughs> I loved you, the outsiders. Huh? Uh, 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 uh. Ah! Thank you, Degrassi Knoll. Uh, you reveal your troubled past. We find out where he sold all those uh, $6 million worth of leather jackets. We find out he's working for the Polish Mafia. You reveal your troubled past to uh, Vince. I too struggled with depression as a young man, he tells you. Uh -huh. In my case, it was caused by the death of my younger brother at the hands of a bully, a horrible tragedy that haunted me for years. Wow, okay, wow. You'd best throw in an arbitrary one-take scene, exactly. Uh, well, we already have five sex scenes in this movie about a, an adoption. Uh, let's, let's film a scene where I go get flowers. Vince asks you, Vince is moved and asks you if you still remember the bully's name. You tell him your childhood bullies was named dot dot dot. I have a feeling Tommy made that backstory up, but it's believable. Mike. Mike. My childhood bully named Mike. Juliet Danielle immediately falls in love with Vince. Come on. She has wanted to star in a big budget feature ever since she read about the room. Oh, she read about the After wrong room. After learning that the older boxer will be played by Vince Vaughn, she is even more excited. Juliet Danielle has definitely wrong... She thinks this is room, not the room. <laughs> she is. We have got her hook, line, and sinker. And I think she's going to be like, there's something not right about this. Uh, but hopefully it takes until she finishes all her scenes before that. Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, filming is going well until dot, dot, dot. Uh, oh, this sounds like a possible... Juliet suffers an anxiety attack during one of her scenes. While being filmed by Vincent, she collapses in his arms and starts bowling hysterically. You raise sewer Vince and get him to take her home. Yeah, I love Vince Vaughn as older male boxer, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I could see him uh, in that role. No-named, older-named boxer. Vince ends up getting no no I'm I was gonna say getting there pregnant but Vince agrees to take her to take her home but the next day she uh Juliet has locked herself in her home and refuses to film you reach out you go to uh, Juliet's home and ask her what 
is making her so sad. What's me? What's making you so sad? It's in all the anxiety. Don't worry. Nobody's gonna watch this movie. Ha <laughs> ha. I used can't do this. She crees. I'm not that kind of girl. Ah. You try to explain that acting is all about pretending to be someone else. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. But I can't pretend to be a man, she says. Oh, interesting. Tommy's making her play a man. But I am a beautiful woman. Why am I playing a man? Why am I playing a boxer? I don't want to be punched in the face. My career is over if I get a head injury. Or mess up this. Any asymmetry and I'm done. Hollywood blacklisted. <laughs> okay thank you Federico brevity is wit three words you you kiss her oh boy um you make Juliet Okay, you make Juliet. Watch some clips from the room. When they're over, you tell her that you have seen a lot of actresses who can act convincingly as men. Like me, haha. <laughs> Juliet takes a few moments to think about your advice. Yep. Juliet calms down and agrees to play a man but with one condition <laughs> well you must promise that no one will ever find out about her playing a man okay you agree and promise to keep it a secret you return to work and tell the cast about Juliet's condition Tommy, you blew it! She just agreed to do this. <laughs> if you weren't telling anyone, and we just told the whole cast. Uh, thank you, Hubble. Oh, here it goes, famously. You say, I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Your anger is very convincing and makes a great impression on the crew. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes a great impression, yeah. It made a great impression on a lot of people. Not in the way Tommy thinks, though. You go to Juliet's home and tell her she needs to stop lying about being a man. She denies ever saying any such thing. Oh, yeah. You gaslight Julia. Uh, you gaslight Juliet. Until she thinks she actually is a man. As all great directors do. Gaslight your actors or actresses into gender bending. When Juliet wakes up, her face is covered with thick dark stupli. Her body is covered in a thick layer of sweat and she has developed an aggressive new male walk. <laughs> Now you're a man! What happened to me? Oh man, oh man, oh man, she turned into a man, you're a monster. You said... You say... Now you're a man. And she crees in relief. Oh, in relief? Okay. Filming is now going smoothly again. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything has been smooth about this. You spent a few days shooting Vincent's scenes with Vincent. Makes sense. Jason goes to his friend Vince and tells him he wants to make a deal. Tommy is the greatest gaslighter. You are a man. No, Tommy, I'm a woman. You are a man. <laughs> no. Man, man, man. <laughs> I'm a man. I know you yes. don't like to talk about yourself, Jason says, but there are some things we need to discuss. 
For one thing, you think you no, should play no. both parts of the older boxer character. No, 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 we're not doing that. He's already doing that. No. Whoa! He says, look man, we're going to work together for six months, then I'm gonna put my dick inside you and fuck you up the ass for the rest of your life. <laughs> Vince is obviously intrigued by this idea. <laughs> oh, God, <what? laughs> and this is gonna be in the movie, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, all for the movie. Uh, this is, a uh, method acting. All right. <laughs> Vince tells you about the intimate scene. Well, I'm not going to do it yet. Okay, the moral of the story. The, uh, the, wait, uh, the movie. Uh, it, the movie is released under the name... This is so stupid. The Outsiders, the next generation. <laughs> With the help of Vince and Juliet, Jason manages to create a film that people will love. Okay, and Tommy. At the premiere, Jason watches with pride as his movie becomes a huge success. Uh, now everyone's gonna be like, I love TNG. The Outsiders TNG? No, yeah, that one. <laughs> the moral of the story. Congrats on my movie, The Outsiders of the Next Generation. Please, if someone... I would love to see a poster of, like, Ponyboy on the... <laughs> in front of the Starship Enterprise. The Outsiders Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. The moral of the story... Mm. Oh, that's an interesting... But no, no. Nothing succeeds like excess. Nothing su nothing succeeds like excess. That's that see that's one of those things where you go What? Nothing succeeds like excess. Yeah, you got to have seven sex scenes in your movie or it's not going to be good. You have a meeting with your agent. My agent. This is incredible, says the agent. The, agent? the box office receipts from your film are more than I make in an entire year. Well, that's not really good for a movie, though. But, I mean, good, it's not bad, I guess, right? That's something Bobby would probably say. You know what they say? Love is blind. And nothing succeeds like excess. That moral would also work for Neil Brain. Exactly. Yeah. All right, here we go. Moving on to story three. It's the last story of the last story three. Here we go. Poll for story three coming up. What story do you want to see for story three? Uh, we got Isabella Rosalini. A good Italian girl that just doesn't like pasta. Or spaghetti specifically. Not all pastas. Two for B, one for A. I'm secretly rooting for Neil Bean, but I also like pasta. Not all pasta. Not all pasta. Yeah, let's get that trending. Sorry, pretty Pete. You're just too pretty. Oh, A and B the dead heat. Even Stevens right now. Still remember the Great Fusilli Wars of 1993, yeah. The Ragu and uh, the Barilla. Oh, here we go. Might be an end in a tie here. It ends in a tie. Older Prompt wins. Older Prompt is A. Uh, Older Prompt is by Degrassi. No, thank you, Degrassi. Here we go. Uh, 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 you, 
You are Neil Bean, a master hacker and owner of a magic stone that cures cancer. You are hacking all the go- you are hacking the government to uncover the evil secrets you know that they are hiding. All from your friend's shitty suburban home. Your best friend loves nothing more than his cherry red vintage car. Much to the dismay of his wife. You are running out of smashable laptops to hack with, however, and need dot dot dot. I love this. If you haven't seen that movie, I, I forget which one of them they are. He does a lot of these in all of them, but... Some cash for some new toys. You okay. have two other best friends. One is a short-tempered, self-important know-it-all, while the other is an unpredictable paranoid with multiple personalities. He also has an unhealthy obsession with conspiracy theories and thinks you are a CIA agent seeing two infiltrate his inner. Honestly, I think this is just writing a Neil Breen film. This is just as incomprehensible as any shit he's actually written. Circle. His wife is an insecure trophy wife who spends too much money on clothes and jewelry, but hates shopping in stores because she always feels like everyone is dying a hair. You have three sisters who are all as equally vapid and shallow as each other. Another one. Yes, yes. Okay. Keep writing, AI. You're on a roll here. I'm sending this directly to Neil Breen, saying, hey, an AI wrote this. They live in the suburbs and spend most of their time gossiping about everyone else's lives and trying to stay out of trouble. They are obsessed with fashion and love nothing more than spending their parents' hard-earned money on clothing and accessories. Yeah, okay, great. Um, yeah, they're like, uh... <laughs> what? Okay. I love that. You are approached by an... You are approached at a local community college campus library by an actual CIA agent, the sex lizard. Sex lizard. Our only Nevada field agent, the sex lizard. He seems rather clumsy and unprofessional, though has clearly been around the block a few teams. Okay. He seems to be extremely knowledgeable about hacking, having yes. been involved in Everyone's the process countless teams before, and can tell right off the bat that you've been playing a dangerous game by hacking into government networks. Yeah, I want to expose all their secrets. They've been cheating the American public for years. Their lies, their deception. There's. I. I'm also surprised that Neil Breen has the very tamest of. Uh, he never actually accuses them of anything, which is very unusual for a conspiracy theorist. Like they're all lizard people having sex cults and orgies with drinking the adrenochrome. But he never says that in any of his movies, but he implies that they're lying to us. Uh, they, we could have cured cancer years ago. <laughs> Show up at home with a bandaged face, yeah. With gauze on the outside for some reason, and yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> and then take off all your clothes and get in the shower fully bandaged and bleed... Uh, the shower heals you? I don't know. What? Usually the villains admit the truth and then commit suicide. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, the CIA agent tells you his name. Well, yeah, wait. His name is the sex lizard. The CIA agent hands you... I'm just going to say the sex lizard. The sex lizard... Hands you a pile of Cory from AIPD Speedos. Why? Who knows? Put these in your movie. I need you to do something for me. I have this very sensitive government computer network and I need you to break into it. Okay, so this is just like a cover in case anybody's watching. No, I'm just selling him used Speedos. 
Yeah, they're not gonna think we're government hackers. You agree to help him, not really thinking too hard about what you are getting yourself into. I'll do it. I'll get myself into those computer networks and I'll find out all the information they have. How, ma how many Dish TV satellite dishes and laptops do you have? It takes all night, but you finally hack into all the government servers and learn their secrets. Come on, give me the secrets. Oh! A top secret program called the program, which the program. is designed to eliminate overpopulation and control the population explosion caused by mass cloning technology. Whoa! That would be insane! Okay, so the program has taught us that there is a, a, a program to eliminate overpopulation. Uh... Also, mass cloning existed, and uh, now they're trying to, like, oh my god, that's crazy. The sex lizard explains that in order to keep this information out of the wrong hands, he must kill all the people who know about the program and then himself. What? No, don't do that! Before he is captured and tortured. In order to do so, he needs some special hardware and some extremely high-powered computer equipment that you happen to have. He also wants to keep his identity secret, so he la be disguised as a delivery man. Yeah, my uh, high-powered uh, computer equipment that's very sophisticated uh, is a, a, a gun. I'm going to shoot myself with a gun. We could have been mass cloning for years, yeah. Solved the chili shortage that has plagued America. The sex lizard uh, appears at your home the next day dressed as a delivery man as and hands you a package. Oh, sweet. A top secret laser sniper rifle with thermal scope and motion tracking device. Sweet. You agree to help him. The bullet has motion tracking? What's going on here? The sex lizard heads to New York City where he recruits one of Corey's old teammates, Mr. DeSoto, to help him take out everyone who knows about the program. Ah, okay. In the middle of your top secret mission, you, you run into an old... Uh, middle school crush and try to rekindle your romance with her uh, in the middle of your top secret mission you run into an old middle school crush named uh, Stephanie and try to rekindle your romance with her I didn't expect the sex lizard to become such a central figure in the story. You never know, Federico. Sometimes your redemptions get a lot of mileage. <laughs> yeah. Neither did I. And you never, you know, but people just, yeah, the story, the AI really loves the sex lizard. And so do I. He's, he's really a good vehicle to team up with Neil Breen and his insanity. She says she likes you, but is still madly in love with your childhood friend. And you are both worried that you may lose her forever. She is confused, however, because she thinks you've already had a chance to make things work between the two of you, and now you are trying to. Nah, nah. Push her away again. No, that doesn't make sense. Neil Breen would have a sex scene with this lady. That night, you get another message from the sex lizard telling you that everything is going according to plan. He needs some special software to control the entire government network and send the information out. 
<laughs> you send you hack something together and send uh the sex lizard uh the program with the inconspicuous name hack the sex lizard Program first null and you never hear from him again. <laughs> Program 1.0. Thank you. Hey, this is the this will take out all the government networks and send them information out to the internet. Later, after you've been successfully running the program for several months, you get a message from a certain CIA agent. I'm sorry that I was unable to kill everyone ACD planned. Oh, well. What happened, sex lizard? Things didn't quite work out as planned. You decide not to respond and instead go to sleep. Neil Bean, why? Why? That means people are coming for you, Neil Bean. Why would you go to sleep? And he goes to sleep like this. <laughs> he just goes. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, him falling asleep is like, why is it so exaggerated, Neil? Do you not, do you not think that looks comical? Like, do another take. Just go. Hmm. Oh, that's all you have to Another do. one. <laughs> Thank you, Federico. Yeah. All right, let's see how I say that. <laughs> you are determined to change things for the better, but have no idea where to begin. That's right. I have no idea. You awaken and find that the evil government agents are about to capture you. It's too late. All that is left to do is run. Hey, what's up, the Xeron Elite? Uh, what's up? Yeah, can I ask some advice relating to novel AI? Ask away. I might be able to answer. Do you know how the best to engage in the uh, AI in order to reduce needed edits? Uh, I would say, yeah, I think it kind of your own writing, I can th think, influences in a way. So if it's if you're not getting the results you want, uh, I don't know. Yeah, try like more explicitly naming characters or also that AI voice is slightly cursed. I think so. Yeah. A little Danish. Danish neural voice. Um, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes we have to retry a lot. But oftentimes I find that like just... Uh, one, one trick is to leave things open-ended and let the AI finish a sentence. Uh, because sometimes when you like always give it full inputs, the Xeron, it'll... It doesn't know where to go. But if you stop like mid-sentence and then have it generate something, it tends to hook onto stuff a little bit better. For me, it's hard to let the AI do its thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can get off plot. Uh, I would just like... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Don't repeat yourself too often. That's one thing that doesn't help. Uh, it, it likes new words. It uh it tends to work better when it like hears new things. So like if you keep feeding it like the same information, like um you're at the burger restaurant, you're eating a hamburger, you're at the burger restaurant. It doesn't do too well, but like if you're like it, even if you just use like uh pull up the thesaurus and like look up alternate words, I, I, it tends to like move it a little bit further. Uh-oh, the voices thing isn't working. Or maybe? There you go. Um, you, uh, you become... You are riddled with bullets by the evil government agents. 
by the evil agents. But uh, light emanates from you. And you transform into... I can't. I also can't wait for Neil Breen's sixth movie, whatever it's going to be. Australian male, deepest one possible. All right, we'll see. Uh, here's the, the Australian D. Thank you, Laziran, and hopefully that helps you. Let me know if that that makes your next story better, Laziran Elite. Not the best answer, but some little hints, I guess. A hulking monstrosity of a man with super strength and incredible speed. You tear apart the agents like they were nothing more than toys in your hands. Whoa, I will, <laughs> the incredible bulk mixed with Neil Breen. You then look around your home and realize that it is covered with bullet holes, and the CIA agent who contacted you has vanished. Ah, uh, the sex lizard has vanished! You yell to no one. In particular, a threat against the sex lizard and all evil government agents. Oh my god. I'll kill you all. <laughs> that sounds like something the Opry would say. The sex lizard has been very careful to keep his identity secret. He's hidden his car so that he can avoid being recognized as he picks up the package from you, and then he travels under the cover of night through the country roads. I'm resigning as president of the bank. <laughs> I can imagine just making a Neil Breen movie with it. Yeah, I think this has actually got potential to be Neil Breen's next script. <laughs> I gotta rewatch those, man. This is so funny. If you haven't seen a Neil Breen movie, check out any of them. Uh, and you can find them on the Smirit Bay, if you know what I mean. Uh, or you could pay for them. <laughs> it's worth it to see his craziness. Uh, all of them are worth watching. You might feel like you're watching the same movie again and again, but each of them has different nuggets. Like A lot of them have similar themes, like government... Pirates are based, yeah. I watched them on YouTube? Oh, okay. <laughs> I imagine he doesn't have the best copyright takedown system. Yeah. Uh, next time on Neil Neil being superhero. It's all part of the BCU, the Brain Cinematic Universe. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to think he's all the same person. You arrive at a rural farmhouse deep in the woods, wearing only a cape, boots, and a mask made of an old brown sheet. Oh, I would love if Neil Brain actually did that. You're about to learn what it means to be a real superhero. Fuck yeah. If that actually happened, I would love that so much. That he's just like actually is leaning into something and not wearing a black tank top and jeans. Faithful Findings is the one I remember watching the most. Uh, I love the, the screaming lady. Like... I have no value for human life. And she's just like shooting children and women. And I don't get what she's supposed to be like. Is she supposed to be a gang leader? It's a magical day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the jumps and twisted pair. Yeah. Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah. Neil Breen. I mean, even just the thing with this childhood friend, it's just, like, very strange. And also the the plot with, the like, the neighbor's teenage daughter. It's like, what the fuck, Neil Brady? You wrote this? Weird. I think that's a good place to end it. Well, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> well, oh, uh, sorry. Well, <laughs> the mindset is so, so, so childlike. Yes, yeah. I, but it's so strange that he was like a famous art. Well, not famous, but an architect that saved up that much money. Like he's clearly got some money. And I wonder how much he's earned from all his movies. It's not a trivial amount because he's clearly had money to get. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Fun stories. 
no stream Wednesday, no stream Friday, but I will try to do intermittent streams throughout the week and uh, to make up for the time. Uh, I have real shows at Planet Ant and Hamtramck, so, uh, you know, I'm excited for those. So, uh, yeah, uh, join the Discord, submit your prompt next week, back to our normal schedule, so... Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. Bye, homie. Wait, wait, wait. Join the Discord, submit your prompts, tell your friends, and see you next time. Uh, I'm hoping to get a stream in tomorrow, so uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing. Maybe more Dolly Mini. So see you then. Bye, homie. Wait, wait, everybody. <laughs>